I am Father Abraham, and I have been sent to give you a message today that all of you need to hear from my life. And that message is simply this, God always does the right thing. Close your eyes, if you will. Close your eyes. And while your eyes are closed, I want you to see with your spirit. Because if you could see this morning with your heart, you would see that all around you, you are surrounded. And I am here today, right here where you are, with Noah and with David. And I'm here with Rebecca. And I'm here with Isaiah. And I'm here with Deborah. And I'm here with Esther. And yes, I'm here with Jesus. But this morning I've been asked to come out from the crowd and tell you the meaning of my life. So open your eyes, if you will. And I'm going to tell you my story. And my story is that God always does the right thing. Even when God seems like he's not doing the right thing, God always does the right thing. My story begins in the city of Ur of the Chaldees. It was the most modern city of its day, a seaport city. And my father was very wealthy, and I inherited his cattle and his sheep. But it was there. It was there that God called me. And when God called me, he said to me, Look into the heavens. Look at the stars and Count them if you can. Your descendants will be like the stars of the sky. And then he told me to look at the ground and look at the sand and to try to count the grains of sand which no one can count. And he said, your descendants shall be like the sands of the sea. And the reason I know that God told me to look at the stars and to look at the sand because he knew there would be nights when I wondered if God knew what he was doing. And I would look up at the sky to say, why God? And when I said why, I would see the stars and I would remember his promise. He knew that there would be days as I was discouraged and walking along that my head would bow low and I would look to the ground and see nothing but sand. But when I saw the sand, I would be reminded that God always does the right thing. And so he sent me in search. He sent me in search of a city whose builder and maker is God. And so I left, I left the city because I was looking for a better city. A city that was better than Ur, a city that was better than Knoxville, a city that was better than Paris or New York. I was looking for a heavenly city. And I believe you have a phrase, all who wander are not lost. 
And so I wandered, not as one who was lost, but as one who was looking for a city, who was looking for a better place, who was looking for a better home. And as I searched, as I searched, God blessed me. My cattle became great herds of cattle, and my little sheepfold became great flocks of sheep. Everything that I touched was blessed. Everything that I did was blessed by God. Blessed by God. Except for one thing. Sarah had no children. Year after year, day after day, month after month, I wandered and searched and then as years went by I became an old man and I began to be tired and I confess that I wondered does God always do the right thing And my wife, Sarah, said, It's no use. Take my handmaiden, Hagar, and bring her into your tent. Maybe she can have a child with you, because right now all it is is your servant, Eleazar of Damascus, and I don't think that's what God had in mind. And so I did. It was the greatest mistake of my life. And I came here this morning to tell you that God does the right thing even if it seems like it takes a long time. God's time is not our time. So, Hagar had a son, but this was not God's plan. It started a family quarrel that goes on to this very day. But then one day while sitting outside of my tent, three strangers approached, messengers of God. And they said, this time next year, Sarah will have a son. <laughs> and I laughed. And Sarah, who heard me from the tent, she laughed. And God sent me today to tell you that God always does the right thing, even when it seems like it's absurd. And you know what? This time next year, Sarah gave birth to our one and only beloved son, and we named him Laughter, Isaac. He was not just a son. He was a reminder that God always does the right thing. He was a dream come true. 
Some of you may be wondering about things in your life and wondering about times when it seems like God is not right. And God sent me today to tell you that God does the right thing even when it seems like he's wrong. One day at the city that my, my nephew Lot lived in was becoming wicked, but I didn't realize how wicked it had become, but God did. And God said, Abram, I'm going to destroy that city. And I said, no, God, that's the wrong thing. Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? And I asked God, for 50 righteous people, would you destroy that city? And God said, no, I would not destroy it. For 45, and God said no. For 40, and God said no. For 20, and God said no. And finally, for 10, and God said, I would not destroy that city for 10 righteous people. And God knew what I knew, what I did not know, that there were not 10 righteous in that city. And only my nephew Lot and his family were spared and that city was destroyed. God sent me to tell you this morning that there is a way that seems right to men and women. But the end of those ways are the ways of death. And God always does the right thing. But the great joy of my life was my Dream come true. Isaac, my reminder that God always does the right thing. And the last thing I'm to share to you today is that God does the right thing even when God doesn't make sense. And God said to me one day, take your son. I knew which one he was talking about. My only son. God said, take your beloved son and go take him to Mount Moriah and I want you to go to worship and I want you to sacrifice your son to me. I had been walking with God for a long time. And I didn't know how, and I didn't know when, but I knew God, and I know that God always does the right thing, and so even though he told me to sacrifice my son, I told those that were with me, my son and I are going to worship the Lord, and we are coming back. I didn't know how we would come back. God always does the right thing. And so my son and I went to Mount Moriah and, and my son Isaac, he, he carried the wood. He carried the wood. And we got to the mountain and Isaac looked up at me because we had sacrificed before and he always knew that we brought an animal to sacrifice to the Lord and he said, I see the wood, and I see the fire. But there is nothing to sacrifice. I didn't know what to say to my son, so I just said, God will provide. 
the sacrifice. I asked my obedient son if he would lie down on the rock. I can only imagine what was going through his mind. And some of you will wonder about me when I tell you this, but I lifted my knife to sacrifice my son. But lest you think I believed he would die, I only did it because I knew that God, if he wanted to, could even raise the dead. And just before I was to bring the sword down upon my son, God spoke, no! Now I know that you trust me. Now I know that you have faith in me and I have provided a ram. And there was a ram that was caught in the thicket and Isaac and I with great relief sacrificed the ram and we came home rejoicing. And God sent me today to tell you that if God has given you a dream and if God has spoken into your life and if there have been times that you wonder whether God knows what he's doing, your dream will be tested. God did this to test me and your dream will be tested. If God gives you a dream, God will never give you a dream without giving that dream a test. But not only will your dream be tested God will require your treasure. Take your son, take your only son, take what you love. And if you are going to follow God, you are going to have to give him your very best. You are going to have to love God more than you love the world. You're going to have to love that heavenly city more than you love your city. Your dream demands your treasure and he is going to ask of you your very best that you'll give your very best but the other message of this story is that dreams come true in God's timing it's not necessarily your time but it's God's time and at just the right time in fact I'm with Jesus right now and the Bible says that at just the right time, Jesus came to save us from our sins. At just the right time. If you have a dream, if God has spoken to you, be faithful to that dream. Never doubt it. Never leave home without it. And finally, God sent me to tell you, that the dream giver can be trusted. The dream giver can be trusted. And now, when we look at that mountain, we call it the mountain on which God provided. When you walk on this journey with God throughout your life, you will be able to look back at times when you wondered what God was doing when it didn't make sense to you. And you will be able to look back at that mountain that you thought was going to be your demise and you're going to say, it was there that God provided. And so my closing advice to you
Life Church. Don't let this world be your home. This world has nothing for you. Keep your eyes on another city. Keep your eyes on heaven. I am with David. I am with Moses. I am with Rebecca. I am with Esther. I am with Jonah. And we are rejoicing because our life on earth is done and we have received our reward and we are in heaven and I have no words that can describe to you the place that is so much better than your place. A city that is so much more than your city. And finally, keep a heavenly perspective. Remember, Life Church, that there is more than what you can see. If you could see in the spiritual realm today, we are surrounded with thousands and thousands and thousands of angels in joyful assembly. God wanted me to tell you today one thing, one thing, one thing. God always does the right thing. The New Testament calls me an Old Testament character. The father of the faithful. Because all who believe must do what God called me to do. Believe when you don't see it. Believe in spite of your fears. Have faith in God. So this morning, I will pray for us. And I will ask you to bow your heads. Father Abraham and I have many sons and daughters and some are here but they're all over the world from all times those who have had faith in God shall we pray Heavenly Father Heavenly Father I pray Lord that in 2016 you would help us at Life Church, Lord, to look beyond our circumstances and our present condition and open our eyes, Lord, to the world of faith. Help us to believe, Lord God, that there is more than what we can see that's going on and that you are at work and that you are at work in our lives and that you have a plan for each of us. And so today... Lord Jesus, we put our faith and we put our trust in you. We look not, Lord, to our own strength and our own jobs and our own cities and our own uh, abilities, but we look to you and we remember what Abraham taught us, that God always does the right thing. And all God's children...
said amen. Amen. Shall we stand? The praise team leads us today. Let's sing this song. And if there's anyone that needs special prayer this morning, I invite you to come forward. We'll pray for you this morning. So good to see Nicole here just having had surgery from cancer. And we're just believing completely whole and healed. And can we just thank the Lord for that right now? Thank you, God. So as they sing, if anyone wants special prayer, we invite you to come. But let's worship the Lord as we sing in closing today.